Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay. Welcome. Welcome to the, um, the program. We appreciate you being here. Welcome to the Morning Report. This is Morning Report 119. What? 119. That's crazy. Yeah. You know, when we started doing them and we got to 10 and got to 20, we're like, wow, that's a lot. Wow. God, I'm getting tired. I should take a nap. No. 119. I'm, I'm, you, yes, I'm in the milestones. And I thought that 100 would be um, exciting. And unfortunately, 100 um, happened in the middle of this quarantine nonsense. And um, so it didn't seem as exciting as it might have been. We didn't have the celebration. We didn't get to go out and do a um, a remote and do this outside of the studio like I had thought that we were going to. So I kind of waited, but it didn't like what was going to happen. However, 120. Uh, hopefully we can... <laughs> Hopefully, prayerfully, we can do 150 uh, outside of the studio in the community, and that's where that's because that's where we want to be. That's where our biggest effect is, and that's where and that's where all the people that we need to reach are. They're not here in the studio. So, um, again, welcome to the Morning Report. Again, my name is Willie Lawson, and the Morning Report is a production of FightbackMedia.com. FightbackMedia.com. Say it with me again. FightbackMedia.com. Uh, and and if you're curious about fight, fightbackmedia.com, go to the website fightbackmedia.com, and you can see all our assets there, all the things that we're into, the YouTube channel, the other blogs, the uh, our our partners, uh, Paul Swanson of the Swanson Report, Kevin and Janelle Batts of Red River TV and Forty Six News, Tim Bryce of TimBryce.com, and some things that are coming. Things that are coming, especially for um, my friends here in the Tampa Bay area. Some things that you've been waiting for, things that you've been praying for, things that you've been asking for are on their way. People have heard you. People have heard your your heart, your mind, and your spirit. And your wish is about to come true. So just hang in there with me. Tell your friends. Let's get as many people ready to go uh, on a moment's notice as possible. And some exciting things are going to happen. Again, thank you again for coming to the Morning Report. We'll take a little break. We'll be back right after these messages. You know, every man my age should have three things, in my opinion. First, you should have your own barber. Second, you should have your own car mechanic. And third, you should have your own florist. That's right, florist. My florist is Christine Vasconcello at Blooming Days Flower Shop, located at 11618 North Florida Avenue here in Tampa, Florida. An FTD Top 100 florist 
Blooming Days meets all of your floral needs while respecting your budget. Give Christine a call at 813-933-1942. www.bloomingdays.com This is Willie Lawson for the Armed Citizens Legal Defense Network. You can have access to a growing nationwide network of attorneys and legal experts. You can get bail assistance. Um, the network provides up to $25,000 to post bail on behalf of a member who has used force in self-defense. The fee deposit to your attorney immediately after a self-defense for representation during questioning and other vital defense services. You can reach us at ARM Citizens Legal Defense Network. Our number is 360-978-5200. That's 360-978-5200. Or go to www.armedcitizensnetwork.org. Alrighty, alrighty. Again, thanks again for coming to the Morning Report. This is Morning Report 119. Wow. 119. I'm thrilled. I'm, you know, when you think about being able to physically do it, you know, when you talk about it from the beginning and then actually you're able to actually pull it off, it's just awesome. Uh, anyway. <clears throat> I guess enough self-congratulatory stuff. I'm sounding a little bit like, huh? <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. All right. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about this because I think that as the election gets closer and closer, this is this is becoming an issue. And I saw this, golly, I saw this months ago uh, when we saw uh, vice, former Vice President Joe Biden and all the times he's been handsy, I guess is the way to put it. So he's a little over affectionate sometimes to people. Um, I think it's just, I, I frankly, I think that's just the way he is. I think that he's especially, um, with kids who could be his grandkids. He's, he's more likely to grab them and hug them and, you know, kiss them on the head and that kind of stuff. Uh, especially with people who are younger than him, who are women, especially who are younger than him, who, who could be his daughter or his, you know, his daughter-in-law's age or his grandkids' age, and I, and I, I still think he he understands that there are in, in the new world, you know, there are boundaries as such in in the Me Too environment that the left created. There are boundaries about such behavior, and he just doesn't pay any attention to it. It's not where he came from. It's not you know his. It's not his reality. It's not his existence and. Hell, he's a former vice president. He should, I mean, what? He could do whatever he wants, right? He came out of that, you know, that you know, that whole thing that he is vice president. He can do pretty much whatever he wants. People have to acquiesce. He, I mean, he's been in government forever. So people have to pretty much acquiesce to his proclivities. His, you know, his, his little weirdnesses. And I just think that's one of them. However, this story about Tara Reid 
27 years ago. Now, I'm going to keep mentioning that it was 27 years ago because I don't want anybody to think that I've become a leftist overnight. Uh, I have not. But this was 27 years ago. Remember that, 27 years ago. This story, unfortunately, and I and I keep mentioning this every time I bring this story up. I want you to I want you to get the because I want you guys to get this. This is not a story about if Joe Biden sexually assaulted Tara Reid, and that's a shame. But this story is not about that at all, not even a little bit, and that's a damn shame. This story is about the left's hypocrisy, especially when it comes to the Me Too movement and the way that Judge Kavanaugh was treated in his confirmation hearing. This is about believe the woman, believe the woman, Kavanaugh. Remember? When, quite frankly, it wasn't about that either. And this is what we have to understand. You know, with the left, you have to do a little bit of digging. Not much. Not much. They're they're not that deep. They're never that deep. Whatever they're pushing, it's political. You can almost guarantee it. It's something political. Why they didn't want Kavanaugh wasn't that uh, Dr. Blasey Ford, Christine Blasey Ford, accused him of... I don't know, feeling her up or something when they were in high school at a party. They they, they couldn't care less about Blasey Ford. Have you seen her, heard from her lately? They don't care about her. What they were afraid of is that Kavanaugh would get on the Supreme Court and somehow, miraculously, amazingly enough, out of the clear blue sky, be able to be a part of, of, of overturning Roe v. Wade. And that's all they gave a damn about. But they were able to get the useful idiots going because of Harvey Weinstein and Bill Cosby and some other people in you know in, in Hollyweird and Me Too and the Me Too movement. Yeah, it happened to me too. 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 I, I, I'm a boy. It happened to me too. You know, I, I I'm I was an altar boy in a Catholic church. It happened to me too. You know what I'm saying? So the so the Me Too movement, which didn't want guys, and let me tell you, uh, Me Too movement didn't want dudes. It didn't want men who had been sexually assaulted by other men or even by other women. It, it by, by women. It didn't want them. It and it still doesn't. So, this story about Joe Biden and Christine, Doctor Christine Blasey Ford, is not. Uh, excuse me, and Tara Reid is not about sexual assault. And I think we have to make sure that we stop approaching it like it is, because it isn't about that. What this story is about, is about the left hypocrisy. This is this is about the death of the Me Too movement. I mentioned this yesterday. This is about the death of the Me Too movement. Because it's not convenient. And because it won't apply equally it won't apply equally uh, to Joe Biden. It, I mean, they won't be able to to paint. The left is not willing to paint Joe Biden as a um, as someone who, who who could possibly be guilty of sexual assault. They're they're not willing to paint him as a predator. 
they couldn't wait for political reasons to paint Judge Kavanaugh as a predator. It's, it's about hypocrisy. It's about the left and the leftist media pushing a narrative. So I was um, cruising around and I found this article and it, it asked a great question. With all this Me Too stuff going on, where the hell is Christine Blasey Ford? Why isn't she standing next to Tara Reid? Tara Reid has some advantages, some huge advantages over Dr. Christine Blasey Ford. She remembers what happened. She remembers when it happened. She remembers what she did afterwards. She has a very, she reported it. She has a very clear picture of what went down. Where Blasey Ford gets to speak at Kavanaugh's um, confirmation hearing. Tara Reid has not been heard at all. She did a, um, or was a, an internet thing with, uh, who's that chick uh, from Fox? Remember? Anyway, that's all she's got to do. She's not gotten to, I mean, there's been no investigation. There's been no um, hearings. There's been no uh, Senate hearings. There's been no House uh, investigations. Nothing. Tara Reid got Zippo. When it, and she had a, has a lot more information. Interesting. So the story is from hotair.com. And um, <clears throat> there's a new story in Bloomberg headlined Democratic Women Urge Stronger Biden Response in Tara Reid Case. Democratic activists and women's groups that say that they saw a familiar and distressing playbook unfolding when Joe Biden addressed the sexual assault allegations against him by denying them. And then just moving on. Now they're trying to convince Biden that if he doesn't continue to address the issue head on, he risks depressing turnout of women voters, potentially giving a boost to, of course, the president and future president of the United States, Donald J. Trump. So what they're worried about, see there, they they don't give a damn about Tara Reid. They want to make sure that President Trump doesn't get reelected, and they're under the and they're re, some of them are under the impression, and ridiculously that this issue will keep Democratic women home. Well, it should. It's not going to because when when it all when it's all said and done, Democrats vote for Democrats, regardless of their character, regardless. Of, of 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 their of their past crimes, regardless of their current crimes, no, regardless. Democrats support, continue to support Bill Clinton, after we are, and again, this isn't conspiracy. This isn't some 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 right wing conspiracy nonsense. This is this is history, not even ancient history, but this is history, that there has not been a, a much bigger horn dog in the White House, in the Oval Office. And in the Arkansas gun mansion, than Bill Clinton. <laughs> there just hasn't been. It, there, it, and again, this isn't just cause. Well, 
See, you're you're a conservative. You don't like Bill Clinton. Well, at the time, I voted for Bill Clinton not once but twice because I was a dumbass and I didn't know what I was looking at. I just didn't know what I was looking at. So when people voted for Barack Obama, I didn't dog them out because they voted for Barack Obama for the, a lot of the, the very same reasons I voted for Bill Clinton when I was that age. Because I thought it was cool. I thought he was cool. And there can't be a more dumbass reason to vote for a president. There can't be a, a more dumbass reason to vote for anybody unless they're on some American Idol show, right? I get it. But I wasn't I wasn't angry at them because they thought Obama was cool. Because I thought Bill Clinton was cool. He goes on Arsenio and plays, plays the saxophone with the shades on. I thought, dang, I like that guy. Because I was under the mistaken impression that he could relate to me. Or I could relate to him. But he's, as it turns out, Bill Clinton was a terrible person. He was a, he was, he was a horrific role model for young men. Young men, for that matter. A terrible person. An awful, awful person. And continued to be. From the governor's mansion in Arkansas to the White House. Terrible. So there you go. I mean, come on. You're having oral sex with an intern in, in, in the Oval Office while your family's upstairs in, in the living quarters? Really? You're a piece of crap. Respectfully, sir. And the people around him that protected him? People who lied for him? You're a piece of crap. You can't control your generals. You're the president of the freaking United, you know, of the United States. You can't control your generals at all now. At this point in time, that you're going to, you know, and and you see how the left treated Monica Lewinsky, right? You see how Hillary Clinton. That that back then there was no believe her, believe her, and so she showed up with that. Blue dress, and that you know spunk stain on it, right? <laughs> they were like, "Oh, if that's DNA, this all goes away." So they just started backing off of her and just ignoring the story, just just freaking ignoring it until the blue dress, right? And then she described how his willy whacker looked. He's got a little. A little bend to the left. There's a syndrome for that, but I forget what it's called. You, you, you guys know you. You're saying it right now. And then, when that came out, Hillary went, "Ah, oh, yeah, it, it was you. You did do it." So he gets on the air and go. Um, he does this. Um, this whole thing. I have sinned against you. Oh no, that was somebody else. Um. I apologize that I lied to you. But I lied to you. <laughs> I just, I stood here in the Oval Office and I just told you a bald-faced lie. And then, Democratic women forgave him. So what would happen if Joe Biden came out to, today and said, 
yeah, I, I remember that we had this thing. I didn't think it was as bad, but if it was, I apologize. Uh, I'm very sorry if I put you, th- if he did all that, mea culpa, guess what? All sorts of the Democrat women, progressive women, they say, well, he said he was sorry. Because it's not about Tara Reid. It's about, it's, it's about politics. Now, Tara Reid would, ha- and Tara Reid would have to go away, according to, to these Democrat women, because there's nothing else he could do about it now. It's in the past. You need to get off it. You need to move on with your life. You need to be that strong woman, Tara. You hear all that stuff, right? You can hear them saying this. You could hear um, Joy Behar spouting that bullcrap on, on The View, right? So Democrat women want Joe to address this. What they want him to do is admit to it so he can apologize, so they could get on with it, so they can forgive him and say what a strong man he is to admit that he's wrong and that he did a terrible thing. We need to elect him as a president because Donald Trump says that he's never apologized for anything. You see how that worked? You see how that worked? That's what this is all about. You know, it's wild. Does it mean that Democrat activists and women's group who were previously silent about the allegations are finally stepping up? Well, not really. The idea is that it's just, um, they just want to make sure, they just want to make sure that they have the votes. That's all this is about. This is interesting. It's disgusting, but it's it's mildly interesting. All right, um, you know, have you noticed one of the benefits of the, um, if there's a benefit to this whole lockdown nonsense is that we've not heard from Antifa. Commune, and there may be a reason for this. Um, Commune magazine, a flashy and professional-looking Antifa. A uh, publication that sought to provide intellectual direction to a to the anarchist movement announced yesterday that it would discontinue its operations and refund all the money to its subscribers. The catalyst for the decision were allegations that an unnamed editor had raped another left wing activist. The source familiar with the matter has confirmed to the national justice to national justice that the alleged rapist is is almost that. Shame P. Uh, Kana, a 31-year-old anarchist organizer based in Brooklyn. According to, Mar- to a March 28th Medium post um, by Jessica Layla Raven, Kiana had been abusing her and then committed a rape against her. Raven then confronted him, demand- demanding an apology, and asked him to read four feminist essays after Kiana agreed to, to read the, uh, the articles he raped her again, the accuser says. A second post dated May 7th repeats the allegations and details a prolonged campaign to have him removed from the commune mag staff. Kadana appears to be heavily involved with the Antifa scene in New York City. On social media, he's now deleted uh, his now deleted account at Dollar Piazza one can be repeatedly uh, can be seen repeatedly interacting with Jamie Peck of uh, Antifada podcast as well as Doug um, Hinwood, a wealthy 
anti-white figure who has been accused of predatory and strained sexual behavior himself. While Commune Magazine has been canceled, it appears that two editors accused of protecting him, UC Professor Joshua Clover and Berkeley uh, Joshua Burns, are going to continue their similarly named anarchist poetry project, Commune Editions, in spite of demands they shut it down as well. Hmm. Yeah, you know, it's you know, it's it's funny. Every time I saw uh videotape of these Antifa pukes all dressed up in black and they got stuff on and they're going and they're and they're just, you know, and they're sucker punching people and and when they get and when they get caught, they're all either skinny white dudes or chicks. All skinny white dudes or chicks. And none of them are able to take the the ass whooping that sometimes they get. I just think it's funny when a conservative chick just finds one of these Antifa chicks and just beats her ass. I just think that's always fun to watch. Always entertaining. And one of these incels, Antifa dudes, who are just hoping to get laid by one of these one of these chicks in the movement. Even Apparently, if he has to rape her. Hmm. I guess even if he has to rape her. I love when they get a beat down too. All right, folks. Take a little break. Because we all need one. We'll, We'll be back to finish up right after these messages. Hi, this is Willie Lawson. Are you someone who wants to give more? Are you someone who wants to donate more to your favorite charity or even your favorite podcast and you just don't have the money because you got too much credit card debt already? Well, I've got something for both of us. Debt.com. Debt.com is ready to put you into a debt consolidation program that will save you money save your credit rating, and allow you to live your dreams in the way that you would like to live them. That's Debt.com. Give them a call at 877-764-2393. That's 877-764-2393. Get out of debt today. This is Willie Lawson for the Armed Citizens Legal Defense Network. You can have access to a growing nationwide network of attorneys and legal experts. You can get bail assistance. Um, The network provides up to $25,000 to post bail on behalf of a member who has used force in self-defense. The fee deposit your attorney immediately after a self-defense for representation during questioning and other vital defense services. You can reach us at ARM Citizens Legal Defense Network. Our number is 360-978-5200. 
That's 360-978-5200. Or go to www.armedcitizensnetwork.org. All right. Well, thank you ever so much for uh, for, for hopping in with us today. Uh, before we go, we're going we're going to play a um, <clears throat> an encore edition of Bryce is Right. This is one of my favorite ones. This is Tim talk our friend Tim Bryce from TimBryce.com talking about whatever happened to the silent majority. I think we're going to hear from the silent majority, actually probably the not so silent majority here in the November election. But here's my friend Tim Bryce. And now it's time for Bryce is Right. Tim Bryce is an author, freelance writer, and the managing editor of M&JB Investment Company of Palm Harbor, Florida. Tim has over 40 years of covering Florida politics and national politics. It is a pleasure to have Bryce is Right as a segment on Fightback Media. And now, Bryce is right. This is Jim Bryce with my column titled, Whatever Happened to the Silent Majority? I had a reader ask me, Tim, why do people privatize their political thoughts? Well, back in 1969, President Richard Nixon coined the expression silent majority when referring to normal citizens who are patriotic and God-fearing, yet silent in their political beliefs. Keep in mind, this was the end of the 1960s, a turbulent decade which bore witness to civil rights demonstrations, Vietnam War protests, urban riots, political assassinations, hippies, yippies, and political activism. It was a time denoted by the rise of the baby boomers, a time when our culture was changing, such as our music, movies, fashion, vernacular, and so on. A drug culture emerged, and our morality began to change. The silent majority could not relate to such changes and preferred a more stable way of life. It was this group who elected Richard Nixon over former Vice President Hubert Humphrey in 1968 and over Senator George McGovern in 1972. It will also be this group who will carry President Trump over the winner's line in November. Ultimately, the silent majority represents the status quo, something young people naturally resist and try to overcome. We saw this in the 1960s, and we are seeing it again in the present decade. In both instances, the press covered the changes to our culture and even cultivated it. Getting back to the reader's question, though, why is the majority silent? Have they been intimidated and now afraid to speak up? Frankly, no. As evidence, consider the massive Trump rallies. No matter where President Trump goes, it is always standing room only affair, and the silent majority voices their support. Such events represent more of a pep rally as opposed to a traditional political speech. By doing so, President Trump energizes his political base. Aside from the rallies, most Americans just want to get on with their lives, which is why they are reluctant to wave flags, march in protests, or write editorials or simple letters to the editor. So why do people privatize their political thoughts? Simple. First, many people were not born with the gift of gab or know how to articulate their thoughts in print. It is not something they were gifted with in their school years and explains why they are reluctant to do so today. 
Second, some people are more timid than others. They are either too bashful or too courteous to say something derogatory about anyone or anything. They've either been trained to avoid the limelight or it is simply not in their DNA to complain. And third, the biggest reason, though, is people are consumed by their work and family. Both require considerable time and effort to master. This affords them little time to voice their political displeasure. They simply want time to relax and rest. To such people, they would rather be fishing, playing golf, or some other entertainment vehicle as opposed to butting heads with others over politics. Nevertheless, these are the people who quietly pay their taxes, come to the defense of the country, and vote. If we had a responsible news media who would fairly represent both sides of the political drama, it wouldn't be necessary for people to voice their opinion as they could formulate it on their own. However, because of the irresponsibility of the news media, it is important for the silent majority to voice their concern, if for no other reason than to seek the truth. My children have grown into adulthood and are finding their place in society. I have told them the day will come when they will have to take a stand on politics. Currently, they are more concerned with work and their jobs as I was at their age. However, I noticed as I got older, some members from my school years began to voice liberal dogma, and as such, I felt obliged to take them to task. At some point, my children, as members of the silent majority, will have to do likewise. Friends, keep the faith. This is Tim Bryce in Palm Harbor, Florida. Follow me on the Internet at TimBryce.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.